to Unbroken Podcast. I'm Alexandra Amor, author, coach, and a lifelong explorer of what it means to be human. This is the podcast where my guests and I explore the inside-out nature of life and the psychological paradigm called the Three Principles. We explore the positive effect this can have on every aspect of our lives, including resolving things like unwanted habits, anxiety, trauma, depression, and more. You'll find episode show notes, transcriptions, your complimentary Freedom from Overeating Starter Kit, and lots more at unbrokenpodcast.com. And now, here's the show. Hello, explorers, and welcome to Q&A episode 44 of Unbroken. I'm Alexandra Amore. And today I want to do a bit of a follow-up episode to episode 41. So in that episode, I talked about the natural shape of change, which is like a spiraling shape, and the way that our, you know, our growth or change or learning um happens in that kind of a spiral motion and we want it to be a straight line but it isn't and that sometimes we can get into the back of the spiral which can be a little more challenging so this is a bit of a follow-up to that I wanted to share a metaphor that Dr. Amy Johnson I heard her um, share it years ago and um, it's the iceberg metaphor And then I might uh, go into a little bit of a mashup of these two metaphors. So let me share the iceberg metaphor first. So this is a metaphor of change. And if you picture an iceberg sitting in the water, the North Atlantic near Newfoundland or down in the Antarctic, um, they're really big. I was actually reading online today. There's an iceberg down in the Antarctic now that is broken away from some place some ice sheet or something that it was near and it's the size of Oahu the island in Hawaii if you can imagine and it's like it dwarfs the island of Manhattan by four or five times it's absolutely enormous so icebergs are really big and that's what an overeating habit can feel like right so what we're what I'm talking about on Unbroken and in my work is a model of change that's very different from the traditional model of change. And the traditional model of change looks like, if you imagine that that iceberg is your overeating habit, what we tend to do, because we don't know any better, we're innocently, we're trying to change something, right? It, it's this big bulky thing. It's It feels like a problem. It feels like we need to get rid of it. And so we get up there on the iceberg and we chip away with our ice pick, which of course is a ton of work, especially if you've got an iceberg that's the size of Oahu. So again, we we do this because we don't know any other way. It's just the way that we've been taught that change works. But imagine how much effort it would take and how long it would take to chip away at an iceberg, even if it's not the size of Oahu. I mean, it was just almost an impossible task. And of course, too, because given where icebergs exist, if you got, if you made a little bit of progress and chipped away at some of that iceberg and then moved over to another section, um, it could snow, it could rain, and that 
place where you were chipping away could just fill in with ice again. So it's hard work uh, and it we really don't make much progress. And I will say now too, though, it looks like the only way, right? So this model of using the ice pick on the iceberg is, is the diet model. This is the self-help model that we innocently, innocently uh, take in order to, uh, you know, create change in our lives and resolve an overeating habit. And so what that looks like is controlling our food intake. It looks like using willpower. It looks like um, assigning ourselves certain foods we can eat and certain foods we can't eat. It looks like holding ourselves to a really um, strict standard of behavior and that feeling of, um, I want to say, you know, being on a really tight leash when it comes to food, like there are forbidden foods over there and I can only eat these ones over here and I can only eat certain amounts of them. And of course, we all know we can only do that for so long. It's just exhausting. And, and given that our design is trying to give us information about what's going on with our insecure thinking, the, the force of nature that we're up against is not movable by us and our little attempts to chip away at that iceberg, if that makes sense. You know, we're dealing with universal forces here so no wonder it feels like incredibly hard work to try to control this thing that's happening within us, this force of nature. And no wonder we fail all the time. So that's the first part of the iceberg metaphor. The second part is that in this understanding, the three principles understanding that I'm exploring on this um, podcast and in my work, the inside out understanding. What we're doing uh, to create change in this understanding is we're raising the temperature of the water. So we're looking somewhere entirely different. We're not really tackling the iceberg at all with our brute strength. We are coming at it from a completely different direction. And like I say, trying to raise the temperature of the water. And when we do that, what happens is that the iceberg itself naturally melts. It has no choice because that's how ice and water work, right? That's, that's science, <laughs> that's physics. And so how do we do that then? How do we raise the temperature of the water? What does that look like? Well, the first thing I want to say is, that it that is a model that looks like we have so much less control or even there is so much less for us to control and i think one of the reasons that we have so often reached for the ice pick method the the diet and manage and control method is that it's satisfying in that it feels like we're doing something right we're taking action. We are making a plan and trying to stick with it. 
And that kind of um, action, that kind of structure and just that feeling that we're, yeah, that we're getting something done temporarily that can feel really satisfying you know we feel like we've got control over it and therefore things are going to be okay now I can speak for myself personally and say you know I tried that hundreds hundreds of times over 30 years probably thousands and it never worked but (laughs) but in the beginning it always felt like it I always felt that feeling of satisfaction okay I've got a handle on this. Um, I'm really, uh, what's the right way to say? I'm really holding on to this tightly and I can do this. You know, I can do these things. And of course they never lasted. But I think it's that feeling of satisfaction and control that we keep going back to over and over and over again. Sorry, my voice keeps cutting out every once in a while. So... Instead, in this understanding, we, we're searching for insight. And the way that we do that is by listening to podcasts like this and listening to people talk about this understanding and reading, reading books and that kind of thing. I had Ian Watson on the show a couple of episodes ago on the Thursday interview show. I can't remember what episode it was, what number. But um, he t- I think it was him. He talked about how... You know, when we begin to explore this understanding and really get our heads around it, we become almost like a tuning fork for others. And I loved that metaphor that he used because I can feel that. I can feel that when I'm having an interview, when I'm talking to someone on a Thursday episode and they share what they can see. And I can feel that when I'm listening to someone speak on a podcast like um, Dick and Bettinger or um, whoever it is, Dr. Bill Pettit, any number of people, Michael Neal, Sydney Banks, you know, there's that real tuning fork feeling. And what happens with the tuning fork, here I go into another metaphor, but sorry about that, but it's just occurring to me now. Um, I think that the way tuning forks work, like if the, if you tap a tuning fork on something and get it vibrating, that's the thing near it will begin to vibrate at that same frequency. So that's how this understanding works, is that we come close to someone else who's vibrating at this frequency, not to get all woo-woo about it, but metaphorically, and we begin to vibrate at that same frequency. So in that, (laughs) there's really nothing for us to do other than listen and pay attention to our own wisdom and our own experience. And that can be a tricky thing to do. And this is where we get in, we circle back around to the conversation we had in episode 41 about the back of the spiral because when we're in the back of the spiral like I am right now and I looked I looked it up I have a little spreadsheet and I've been here now as of this recording for about two months and that's tricky you know it's frustrating and it's challenging 
And I can feel that what my mind wants to do is get the ice pick out, right? There's got, my mind starts thinking there's got to be something I can do to chip away at this iceberg. Instead, I'm just sort of floating here, waiting for the temperature of the water to rise. Now, fortunately, I've been in, you know, I've been exploring this understanding for long enough that I trust what's happening. And so I'm sure from the outside, it looks like I'm doing nothing to, to raise the temperature of the water, to create the next bit of change uh, in my life and to have insights and to, um, yeah, just to have insights that the insights are what raise the temperature of the water. They are the thing that creates change. And like I say, I'm sure from the outside, if someone was watching really closely, it would seem like I'm doing nothing to make that happen. And I'm sure that that person, whoever was watching, would tell me to get the ice pick out again, you know, to start weighing and measuring my food or to start creating, like I've talked about my rice and potato <laughs> uh, affection for rice and potatoes, you know, to cut those foods out of my life and just make them go away and use willpower to make that happen and that kind of thing. And thankfully, I know now enough to know that that's not the answer. But it does take a bit of faith. And I have had some days recently where I've felt frustrated. And being in the back of the spiral is frustrating. But as I mentioned last time on episode 41, this is where the learning happens. You know, this is where the insights happen. So I'm not getting the ice pick out. And I'm just letting the iceberg be what it is for right now. And it can seem like it's growing or it's this big looming thing. And it feels much better, of course, when we're on the front of the spiral, when things are going great. And we feel, you know, when I personally feel like I'm eating in a way that really is aligned with my values and what I'm trying to accomplish. And of course, that always feels so good. And, and then when we come into the back of the spiral, it's, it feels less good. It's, it can be frustrating. So I just wanted to do that little metaphor mashup for you. Um, and yeah, and just talk about the back of the spiral a little bit again. And I don't think I had ever mentioned that iceberg metaphor before. So I thought this would be a good way to to share something that might help you to see something new and also to illustrate uh, how change really works and what we can do to create change is really, you know, stay in the conversation, listen to what's what other people are saying, bring your tuning fork up close to somebody else's tuning fork and uh, yeah, and know and trust that insight will find you and that it's just as close as your next thought. So I hope that's been helpful for you and that you are doing well and taking good care. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening. I hope you found the show helpful and uplifting. You'll find all the backlist episodes and show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com. To learn more about how to resolve an overeating habit in a way that's unlike anything else you've tried, get your complimentary copy of my Freedom from Overeating Starter Kit at alexandraamore.com forward slash starter kit. See you next time.